You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What's good, everybody? I am your host, Tuck. You are here at the Get Tucked podcast, and we are ready for another fun day together. I hope you're all really excited. I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about when I first started doing the show, I was talking about how I was watching 90 Day Fiance all the time, and how there was a couple in my building who were basically doing... Um, they had just met on the internet and they were just living together to see if they'd liked each other, discussed it, and then went their separate ways. The guy left. He went and started... During a pandemic, he says he's been traveling around Africa and Europe, which sounds pretty difficult to me, but who fucking knows? And then that woman met a new guy. They've been together. He's pretty cool. I like him. So new guys in the building. Um, and now just this past week, I'm walking outside and homeboy returns back coming up with a suitcase and goes to live with a different girl in my building, which mind you do your business. That's not, I'm not here to judge based off that, but it's just fucking weird because oh my God, he once said to me, I'm probably the most interesting person you've ever met, which if you say something like that, automatically I I dislike you. But uh, it's just been really weird. So I got this strange scenario going on in my building. And my building's not even that big. There's like six apartments, seven maybe. So it's not like, you know, you don't know what everybody's doing. But I just figured I'd fill you guys in. Okay, so I'm going to continue to rant. Um, I'm really excited. Today is... Uh, our first episode since, you know, the election or, you know, what's been going on in the United States has really been a lot to handle. Um, it's, a, it's a really wild time for us as a country. Like I've said on the show, I'm not a political guy. I, you know, I actually put off registering under my new address um, to vote for quite a long time. And my fiance had kept asking me, did you do it? Did you do it? And eventually I did it and I voted. I didn't care until the day of when it finally hit me how important it was. Not that, you know, a particular person won. It was important that I participated. That's how I felt. Otherwise, I shouldn't care about my opinion or I shouldn't feel like I should share it if I don't want to participate. I've met a lot of people around the country, and I know you all have different opinions. I don't ever want to divide my fans or fans of the band or have them dislike me for something I believe in. Um, I will say I myself am very happy with the decision of the people to elect Joe Biden. Um, the main reason I feel this way has nothing to do with the policies of him or, or, you know, who will now be our former president, 
But, you know, us as people, I can't take another four years watching people fight, families torn apart, death after death displayed in the media. These are things that we have to be knowledgeable of. But it's just been really, really overwhelming. Um, I like the idea of a peaceful nation, and, and I hope we will find ourselves as one. It will take effort, and, you know, it takes you the individual being kind and showing love and respect to strangers, friends, neighbors, and loved ones. So let's do that. Um, going off this topic, I, I often, you know, like often I say, I spoke with my dad because I always talk to my dad because he's a great guy. Love him. He's like my best bud. I mean, it's fucking awesome. Um, and we had a discussion about a recent episode of mine, which he listened to, which is, it's funny that he listens to my show because I am terrible on here sometimes. But, um, you know, that's when you know you have a good relationship. Regardless, I think with this wave of negativity these past four years, I've found some shame in my identity as a Christian or man of faith. Um, I've always loved church. It was never a burden to me to go, even though, I'll be honest, I do not go very often anymore. Since I've moved to New York, I haven't found a new church. I haven't looked for one. Um, and that's something that's on me, and that's why I don't talk about it a lot either. But you know, church in and of itself, it gave me euphoria, you know, and faith and the, the comfort of singing amongst strangers and hope that maybe if I'm a good person, I'll achieve my dreams and be able to be a part of something greater. Um, I'm not ashamed to be religious, even though, you know, maybe these, you know, in this past time, I've definitely been battling that. It doesn't mean I, you know, believe dinosaurs didn't exist or that I don't love science. I just love the embrace of faith and not knowing. God could be a giant turtle in, in outer space or in the sky like the wise man Frank Reynolds once predicted. That's not why I'm interested. Color, race, identity, none of these things matter when you're thinking about God. You love God without knowing who or what they look like. Um, and, you know, millions of people around the planet do this. They all, you know, believe in something different, you know, but who am I to judge what anyone else believes in? I've just, you know, it's one of those things. I just like to keep it real with you guys. And, um, you know, for some of the people that have listened to the show that know that I, you know, me and my band, we, we come from this religious background. I do want you to know that I still care about it and that I, I do still participate and view myself as such. Um, and maybe with all of the just terrible, terrible things that have been associated with it the last few years. It's been hard to be proud of that at all, right? Um, but like I said, just trying to keep it 100 with y'all. I know there's a really long start to today, from 90 Day Fiance to religious shit. Um, it's just, you know, I've had a lot on my mind. And I, you know, as much as I like to have fun here, I just also have to speak my mind sometimes. And I'm just really happy um, at the moment, I feel good. I hope that this positivity will continue to grow and that hopefully, you know, we can all come back together as people because I love you all as much shit as I talk on the show. I really do love you guys. Um, I know it's a long start, but whatever. I just want to say I care. I'm proud of me and I want you to be proud of you. Be yourself. Don't change for anyone unless you're a fucking racist. So, <laughs> um, a little light at the end of the tunnel there. All right. It's time for the show. This week, I am blessed by one of my favorite voices on planet Earth, 
Lucas Woodland. Lucas sings in the band Holding Absence. I discovered them a few years ago with the release of some singles and a split that they did with uh, the band Loathe, who's also on the label Sharp Tone with them. Their first self-titled album blew me away, and luckily I was getting to see them at a festival in Europe. They put on one of the most captivating shows I've seen in a really long time. It was unreal how great Lucas was live. They're one of the kindest bands I've met in recent history as well. I got to speak with a bunch of them at that show and just tell them what a big fan I was. And they were just super, um, super kind. And um, you just had, took the time. And it was really nice. It meant a lot to me. Um, you need to hear their new single, Beyond Belief. I'm going to play it at the end of the show. But also make sure that you just check out their back catalog. They have a record called Holding Absence that is out already on Sharp Tone Records. Here we go, my chat with Lucas of Holding Absence. The echo of your goodbye lingers like a shadow. How could I make you stay a little longer? Are you ready to get tucked, motherfucker? Yeah, boy, what's going on, man? How Dude, are you today? Chilling, man. I am doing pretty good. Oh, it's I, important I, day, I just realized. I did yeah, I just exercised my right. Um, you know, I went out, I voted for Kanye, and uh, <laughs> you know, they were like, you know, you, nice. you shouldn't really be writing that in because obviously someone was watching me vote because they want to make sure I'm voting for the right person and yeah, no, I uh, I think I made a proper decision. I usually don't get too political here because one, I, I'm not, mm. I don't, you know, I, I just don't put enough effort into it. But if anything yeah. has taught me that I should, it's probably been this year. Um, For sure, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was listening to, um, I was listening to a podcast with the, I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Idols. They're like a, oh, really, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're really cool. In the UK, they're like hot shit. Like Huge everybody loves band. them in the UK. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and they were just saying on this podcast, it was like, it's just so hard not to be political right now because there's nothing else going on but yeah. politics, you know? Totally. So, um, you know, our band being from Texas, even though I'm from New York, you know, we have a really interesting fan base, right? So we yeah. we know that we have people on both sides of the fence that are our fans. So I don't my ultimate goal is never to piss people off unless it's deliberate. Like if I'm calling out someone specifically and telling them to go fuck themselves, I think that's great. But yeah. you know, overall people that appreciate our art, I don't really want to alienate them or think that I think less of them because of their political views um yeah, i may not sure. agree with it yeah, yeah but um i think it's really one thing i'm proud of is i don't think anyone knows my political opinion other than my band 
And that's yep. because in my band, you can say anything you want. We're such a diverse group of people from all around the country where we have well-rounded decision, you know, or discussion, I should say, rather than just mm -hmm. being like, oh, man, you, you know, feel this way. Fuck you. Like, we've got some fucking straight-edge vegans. We've got some Christians. We've got a Jewish guy. You know, everyone's from <laughs> That's all everything, over the place. Man, I know. That's we have one of those Christ killers in our band. Um, <laughs> you know. But no. I think, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point to make because most bands are just like a hive mind and, and I, I assume you guys are like a musical hive mind but it's important that you aren't too si too similar as people because you know no. it's important to push each other as you know as people absolutely so. and you know I think luckily I think everyone in our group really has where I can think of times and you know where in individual people have had really great um impact on my life and whether mm -hmm. like someone like Ryan just overall has had a tremendous impact on my life as an adult and how to, um, just carry myself and helping me with finances, shit like that dude's super bright. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, we have a lot of, we try to keep positive influence in the group. We, we don't, you know, it's supposed to be fun. Your band and your, your mm. group of friends are supposed to be enjoyable to be around. And I, you know, the only times we ever fought was because I was acting like a stupid bitch. Like I just get emotional and freak out over something stupid because I'm emotional and I freak out over things. And then Jared would be like, dude, I'm not going to beat you up right now. I'm just going <laughs> to let you yell at me. And then he wouldn't say it, but I know he was thinking it because he could have, but that's it. That's really it. But who'd you vote for? Who did I vote for? Yeah, I know. You came over here, you voted, you you know, because uh, that's dude. the thing is it's all bullshit, right? So you Kanye, know Kanye, bro, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, exactly. Whatever his little slogan is, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I listened to his Rogan episode last yeah, week. Yeah, to be fair, actually. Yeah, same. And like the thing is the dude is like obviously very intelligent. My girlfriend's like, you know, I mean, as of recent it's it's obviously a bit harder to support him outwardly, but like the dude is a genius and, and I didn't Absolutely. really like, and I didn't really get it until kind of getting with her. She kind of like wouldn't shut up about how much of a genius he was slash is. But I think to the, he's, he's in the point now where he's like, no man should really have as much, you know, he's encroaching on like too powerful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's reaching a place that like nobody should really ever be. Um, and like living Agreed. a, like living a life as like a creative person who thrives off of like self belief yeah. you know there, there must come a point where it's like you you can't believe in yourself to be a the president of the united states you know what i mean like it, it, uh, you know what i mean like it's, it's such a scary scary thing to try and take on and, and i think you know, you're so I, used to never failing you know what I yeah mean? that's the thing i think you know one going back i think it was really nice to hear about you know like his mother and father and understand maybe mm. you know why he is the way he is where one side was you know very hyper political and his mother was you know an educator so I think it makes sense. I, I I felt like I understood him a little more. But yeah, overall, the guy has a tremendous amount of power right now. And I think if we look back, I blame California for everything because they elected Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a fucking and, governor. Dude, I was, I was and then that, I was thinking that, the that was the slippery slope, man. Then, yeah. you know, D Trump sees that shit. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? You don't have to yeah. be a politician. You just got to be a fucking person. So, you yeah. know, and that's the reality is could Kanye you know, run for president. Absolutely. I don't think he would win. Um, but I do think he's a super smart guy. And I, I liked his point of I'm a producer and I, I take, and I'm 
um, a visionary. So I take all these great mm-hmm. ideas and I synthesize them and I, I make them make sense and be able to function. Yeah. And I understand that idea, but he will not be able to handle because when the one thing that really stuck out to me was when Joe asked him a hard question and was like, well, what would you do about, you know, having to go to war and all these things and blah, blah. Yeah. And his response is the same as Trump's, which is, oh, I'm the best guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go out the smartest guy in the whole world. I'm going to have him. I'm gonna, and he doesn't sound like Trump, but he said the yeah. same fucking shit. And that's what happens when you don't have somebody that has any experience in politics, which is why I stay out of politics because I don't have any experience because I ran for vice president when I was in sixth grade and I fucking lost, man. And I realized that <laughs> shit was a popularity contest from day one. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. no! I'm I'm all about grievances and gripes, man. I've got a ton of them, yeah, and I love them. Um, I'm through the right now, trying to write them all out. It's my goal mm. at the moment. Part of my uh, self therapy, I guess. You know, I just have too much shit that I think about from my childhood and stuff like that. Yeah. And none of it's even in the grand scheme of life. It's really stupid stuff, but it's just things that bother me because I'm a psycho. So. I'm going to try to eliminate those things. But fuck me. We're not going to talk about me. Um, and we're not going to talk anymore about politics. Because Troy, all yeah, in all, yeah. everyone out Sorry there, I hope they voted. No, no, no. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I mean, I wanted, I was definitely, I had some jokes prepared in my brain um, to get it started. And I was going to ask you who you voted for regardless. But um, <laughs> I think one thing that you and I could probably both agree on is no matter where you live, you probably don't like your government. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's the hardest <laughs> thing is if I got what I wanted as a as a person, I'd probably not like it any you know any more than yeah. what we've got now. And I think there's something there's something inspiring about not having any fucking control. You know what I mean? I think there's something cool about being told that like you know no matter what you do, it's all going to be bad and blah blah blah. And that's the kind of stuff that forces you to rebel, forces you to create yeah. you know special things in the world. You know, and, and I think that's cool. So, I yeah. just look up more to someone like Killer Mike who encourages people to be involved at the local level where if you actually want to have an impact on politics, go and join your local government and, Mm. and figure out who's on the board and work along with them and see where the money's being spent on the schools and see where you can impact your community. And then from there it can grow. I mean, when I was a, you know, in the town that I grew up in or right next to it, I should say this very small town in New York called Tivoli, New York. There's this guy named Mark Molinero who was the youngest mayor ever, and now he's somewhere in the fucking government. I don't know if he's good or bad, but all I'm saying is if you actually want to have an impact, you shouldn't think that you can't. Like, literally, a kid can be the fucking mayor if he wants to. The guy was like 20 years old, okay? So Mm. just go out and do something where, you know, I wanted to be Screamo, so I went out and became one of the most Screamo people on the fucking planet. And, you know, that's what happens when you're the Joe Rogan of metalcore. It's necessary. (laughs) But I didn't really care about anything else. You can ask my mom and dad. Um, Luckily, they let me be Screamo. But... Dude, congratulations on a new single Thank and the you, announcement no, of, of putting out a new album, The Greatest Mistake of My Life, which you guys always have just such epically emo titles. <laughs> Thank it's you, amazing. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, I always write songs to titles. So a lot of people will write a song yep. and then pluck a title out. But this new album, bro, like 10 of the songs I named and then wrote around it. So like, I love it. 
I like I write titles um, down constantly, bro. Yeah, dude, my my phone is just like one liners, you know, but like there's a song called like die alone in your lover's arms. And and, like, I remember I came up with that and I was like, yo, that whole song exists already now. You know what I mean? Like the few words that I've forced myself to work with, I've got like this vivid idea of what I'm going to do. So, uh, so yeah, so I think it's really important, you know, how you present the, the title of your song is just as important as how you present every word within the song, you know? absolutely but, um, and but yeah anyway so thanks dude yeah man i'm gassed dude, like of course yeah i'm just i'm just hyped especially like you know we recorded this record um february this year and uh, and then we literally came home for like three days and then lockdown was initiated and you know and and it was so weird how like i don't know i've spent the last nine months of this year or whatever all, like sat on a finished album and like nobody even knew we'd even recorded it, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's really weird. So more than anything, it's just good to get well, it off. Congrats our chest. on being able to keep it hidden. Ours leaked like a week <laughs> before it came out, which was pretty uh, good. No, I mean, did. considering how long we had it finished, we finished it last winter. Um, so I was pretty stoked on that. But yeah, it seems like things. It, it was cool when your single came out. It, I was so excited about it that I have these friends who are working on a like post-hardcore band. And I just sent it to him. I was like, this is the fucking band. Like, this is what everybody... <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I made a joke, and I, I think it's... I wasn't sure it's funny. I wasn't sure if it's offensive because you guys are English. But I was like, you guys are oh, the post-hardcore you too. Um, just oh, the dude, way that yeah, Scott's yeah. leads Man, are, the, you know? For sure. That's kind of the goal, to be honest. Like, we, um, you know, we wrote... Beyond Belief was a song that we wrote because we wanted to write uh, The Cure meets 2000s yeah. emo, you know? like, And even though it's, it's a bit of a bit of a messy kind of, you know, it's very hard to, to music's hard, dude. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, it's one thing having an idea is another thing making it a reality. But a lot of people have come through and said, sounds like you too. It sounds like angels and airwaves. It sounds like the yep. killers. Uh, and, and, and that's obviously not, those aren't bands that we ever sound like normally, you know? Um, so it was cool that it did sound and feel a bit different, but not you, too different. You, you know, know it, you're so young that your band doesn't sound like anything. Your band is exactly, just your yeah, band, yeah, yeah. you know? And it's, it's great to, you know, when the first record came out and it definitely strikes that post-hardcore chord where it's like, man, yeah. I, for everyone listening, it's self-titled, it's just holding absence. And um, <laughs> fuck, just it hit me so hard where I was like, because this is the stuff that I really like. I'm a big Circa yeah, fan. I, I, I come from like Thursday and Glassjaw and all that stuff, which I really relate as like post-hardcore bands because there mm. really wasn't that much screaming. It was primarily singing. Nah, dude, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because, like, before yeah. emo became screamo, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there, there was still this kind of weird little pocket of bands that were doing it before, I guess. So. Absolutely. You know, and you even have tinges of, like, early, you know, sunny day real estate kind of emo dude, shit, yeah, which is yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, I will say, you guys are one of the friendliest bands I've ever <laughs> met right off the bat. And your music is so fucking depressing, but you guys are all so <laughs> nice, and yeah. it's astonishing because... When we we played Empiricon, I think two a year ago, two, yeah, two yeah, years I, ago. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Like I've lost track of time. I've honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, I can't keep track because everything was always in line with tour schedules. And now that my job doesn't exist, and I just sit here like a fucking bum. I don't know what's going like a on. Vegetable. Um, <laughs> yeah, same dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I finally started like working out again and being active because I started getting fat, oh. and my dad was like, "Hey, you're getting fat." <laughs> Um, you know, but then I came back and he was like, bro, how'd you lose that belly so quick? I was like, fucking intermittent fasting, my dude. I stopped eating. Um, (laughs) 
Bro, uh, I wish I had the discipline for that. I'm just like, dude, no, I I'm mad gluttonous, and I you just have to give uh, it like a couple I've tried days. I've tried it a hundred times, and every time I'm like an hour in, I'm like, oh, I could you do know a what, biscuit. <laughs> you're a skinny dude, though. You probably just burn through those calories like a motherfucker. Like, uh, yeah, I got a little, I got a little belly, bro. Oh, man. But I'm telling you, after the first like week, you get high off of the burn. Like when mm, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. but I'm trying to come back like super six pack looking badass motherfucker. But regardless, yeah, let's get back to the point. We're about to play Empiricon, yeah, which yeah. was, you know, we're on this tour with As I Lay Dying at the time. The festival seems like it's going to be absolutely massive because everyone says how crazy Empiricon is. But it was our first time. And one of the most one of the things I was most excited about for the day was to watch your band. Um, Thank you, dude. Yeah, I've just been such a fan since it came out, and it was one of those, because it was timed, your announcements were timed really well with the creation of Sharp Tone also. Mm. So yeah, yeah. it created this mystique where Sharp Tone signed these bigger bands and Mirror, Miss May I, We Came as Romans, etc. And then you see these younger bands, and you're like, what the fuck is this? All right. Hmm, interesting. And then your band I just fell in love with because it was like Sleeping With Sirens' first record, like kind of the way that that Yeah, yeah, for sure, um, for sure, man. Yeah. Just something that seems at that time, uh, it, no one else is really doing it. I wouldn't really say that there's Thank any you. other band out currently that sounds like Holding Absence, and that's pretty fucking hard to do when there's a billion bands. Dude, I appreciate that because, yeah, one thing, I think it's the best and worst thing about our band, really, but, like, we sit within a lot of different things, you know? So, like, yeah. we t- we tour with bands like Creeper, As It Is, you know, and then yep. we tour with bands like Being As An Ocean and Counterparts, and then we could tour with fucking, I don't know. But you I don't could even do an all-time low tour. You could do an all-time yeah, low yeah, tour. Sure, you could do sure. uh, Sleeping With Sir- well, you have done a Sleeping With Sirens around. Yeah, yeah, Sleeping With you Sirens could, as well. Very, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, know, and I, f- I find it like there's no perfect... And I tell you what, it's, it's quite interesting as well because the sharp tone... Like like you said, man, like sharp tone is just like a miracle in my life and lots of other people's lives because like, you know, they've kind of come out of the blocks with like this roster of wicked bands, but then they also like have like a lot of newer bands that they just I don't believe yeah. in. You know? you know, I've sent bands to Sean thinking he'd really like it or not knowing if he'd like it sometimes, you know, and I can't, the cool yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. him is I can't put a pick on his flavor because I don't mm. think he has any specific band that he wants. It's just yep. a star power thing. And you guys have that where, um, you know, a point that I've made before when it comes to popular music. And I mean that in the the grand scheme of what becomes successful in music is when you listen to the radio, the reason why these people are mega, mega stars, because if you hear Rihanna within two seconds, you know, it's Rihanna. If you hear Mm. Adele within two seconds, you know, it's Adele. If you hear Adam Levine within two seconds, you know, it's Adam Levine. And you guys have this really cool, unique placement within our scene where no one else is doing what you're doing and you sound very unique. And you've got that star factor. You're fucking hot boy Lucas up there. It's sick, bro. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I'm going to put that on my uh, on my new CV. When I apply for a new fucking job in like some smelly pub or like, you know, some retail shop just to, yeah, right. <laughs> just to pay the bills, I'm going to say, uh, Tuck called me a sexy boy. Yeah, that's um, fucking right. But, uh, but no, dude, no, I appreciate it. And like, yeah, like I said, it's, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's cool because the scene is so rich with so many different bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, man, it keeps coming back to sharp tone. Like, you know, c- currents are obviously on sharp tone, right? Um, oh, yeah. yep. Polaris, Loathe, Alpha Wolf, like 
Those are like the four Lo's best bands going and bands getting in tweeted core. out by fucking Chino. Dude, I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> Way to make everybody jealous. It's like, I know, dude. You know, um, and it's yeah. an obvious <laughs> nod because there's no way that, like, obviously Loath is a fan of Deftones. Anyone mm. that listened to that band would be, you would know that. But at a yeah. time when, you know, people make news for... You know, Bring Me the Horizon rips off a Deftones riff, which, whatever, oh, fuck dude, you, yeah. stupid, Shut super up. stupid shit. Yeah. And then Loathe, who obviously has an appreciation for that band, but then the fucking goat, Chino, actually hears your band and likes it yeah. enough to tweet about it, like, multiple times Twice. and say it's yeah, better yeah. than his fucking band. Yeah. How cool is that yeah. shit? Um, yeah, dude. And, you know, I'll have to get Kadeem on here at some point and, uh, dude, he's, and yeah, chat he's with him about it. Because that, that whole band is so interesting. Um, and But one thing I really liked was my side project, Offered Me Man, someone made a comment yeah. saying that our song Supernova ripped off their song. And I was like, well, my song Ooh. came out first and it doesn't sound like it. But it, there's Wait, one part. Well, like a Loathe song. Yeah, it's what? it's just no way. That's so, the the chords and the picking pattern bands, are bro. very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same uh, song that fucking Chino tweeted out. Um, oh, uh, two way mirror. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just took that Ooh, as a boy. compliment. I well, maybe maybe cool. Lowe's ripped you off, bro. Nah, have to have a weird not. Nicodem when he's on. <laughs> no, nah, they're just way yeah. smart and know things that sound good, and I know things that sound good, and that's why their band is great. You know, it's just yeah. having good taste, right? Yeah, um, for sure. And I guess back to the Sean thing where you were saying, like, he doesn't have, like, a, you know, like, a, a thing. It's just, like, whatever's good is good. I think I think that's the most important thing about being in this industry is not being biased or judgy of anything. Yep. Just whenever something feels real and passionate. And, you know, and that, that's what I think, you know, obviously... Um, lots of bands kind of, you know, lots of bands will lean on the whole sad boy thing, you know? And I remember yeah. over the last few years, I've seen some band t-shirts to say like, sad boys for life. And I'm a bit like, ah, oh, you know, it isn't like cool to be sad. You know what I mean? That's, that's not the point. But a lot of the time within sadness comes sincerity, vulnerability. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I, I think those are two really important traits to have within a band because those are the kind of things that people buy into, you know? Totally, um, I'm yeah. I guess, Emo is a, is a massive fad, but and I th- I find it funny because I'm old enough where I was. I mean, technically, I'm not like OG OG like Sunny Day mm. Real Estate Emo. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, I was listening to that shit when I was in middle school and you know wearing my sister's yeah. pants and doing that shit for the first time <laughs> and no one else. Did you, uh, dude? I can't imagine you with a fringe. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I had fucking long bangs down to my mouth. I had oh, my sister's <laughs> pants on, and I just had a couple buddies in the school who were, you know, doing that kind of thing. And it was it was very interesting how it's now a very popularized thing. But dude, I, you I was, know, I won't I yeah. won't harp on it because I I kind of like it at the same time because I'd rather it yeah. be popular than not. So that way, people yeah, who make sure, the type sure. of art that we like can be successful. But. Yeah, because yeah. I remember being in school and like being called an emo as if it was like an insult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, at, at well, I got time, called you know, way worse but, than that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. do you get what I mean? Like yeah. nowadays, oh, it's yeah. like so emo, man. And it's like back in the day, it was like it was like you were the the emo in the school. Like yeah, was people kind thought of, you like, were a, a fucking pussy. Thing. You know? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You weren't sure. even cool enough to be goth. You were just an emo. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. You know, I just really liked Dashboard Confessional. That's it. And I wanted to be Chris That's the thing, bro, is like, I feel like I grew up on like the next um, phase of emo, like after all. So I feel like your kind of like emo phase was like, 
a bit before mine. So like I grew mm-hmm. up on like Panic, My Chem, uh, Paramore, yep. you know, like proper Fallout Boy, like all the classic kind of like. Paramore Secondary and Fallout Boy were big boy, ones for me. I did have the chops yeah, and wore the green military cap like Patrick. And <laughs> but dude, really cool show I got to go to when I was in high school. I think I was a sophomore, summer of sophomore year. I went to the small venue in upstate New York and I saw the Rocket Summer headline with Daphne Loves Derby, Paramore, and Forgive Durden. And it was wow, fucking dude. awesome. Yeah, I saw Paramore in a fucking three hundred 350 cap club dude it's crazy like um because they they toured the uk quite a lot when we were um i guess when they were on the way up i guess and like um uh do you remember a band called the blackout do you you remember yeah yeah like yeah 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 and uh sean obviously does a podcast of his own so you should definitely do like a switcheroo or something but um but uh yeah he said you know they they toured with paramore the first time you know what i mean or like you know they played like barfly to like 80 people and it's like Haley williams is such an important staple of our like modern culture as like alternative people you know not only has she got like grammy award-winning songs she's done songs with like b.o.b you know and like i mean as if just the way that she sings the way that she but yeah dude she's yeah and that's the thing i I think you know i say this all the time but and i know the whole like female fronted thing is just like a toxic yeah it's not a genre so exactly and it's important it's important for us not to kind of uh you know, treat it like it is and, and move on from that because it's a very old fashioned way of looking at it. But like, you know, when you look at like the greatest front women of, of all time, like you've got to put her up there with like Debbie Harry and like, you know, Gwen Stefani and stuff. Oh, because for sure. like, she's there. she, you know, she's so fucking good, dude. So. Absolutely. She was a massive and is a massive influence on me. I mean, I just wanted to sing like she doesn't decode. I wanted to, dude, and it, that know, song is the pinnacle of like music for me. It's especially like, like if you're a boy in high school and you have a higher singing register, singing mm. Paramore songs, wasn't like crazy. It was yeah, for sure, for sure, because she pushes it, but she's not, like, um, freaky high, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I could sing loads of par- Paramore, you know? So, yeah, uh, and it was just, yeah, she's been such a massive influence on me from day one. I remember, you know, I was dating this girl, and she showed me a Fueled by Ramen sampler that had their first single on it. Nice, and dude. maybe, not Emergency, what was the I, fucking song? Uh, um, I can't remember what the other hit off that would have been. But um, it was just fucking yeah. great. I, I've always been a mess, but... How I'm going to tie that into your band is it was, you know, and another band that's funny, totally off the cuff, all related to is Crystal Lake, where when mm. I saw your band play at Empiricon and we we were the first two bands of the day. Right. I think. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be honest, man. It was such a blur. Was that Vienna? Was that a weird, like long, it had like a stairway at the front of the stage, I think. Was that a Something like that. Maybe. But in yeah. the back, there was like a ton of space in the back and mm. shit too. I remember, uh, no, I do remember, it was that day, because I remember, um, yeah, but anyway, um, we'd driven for like 12 hours, and I remember like getting out of the van and being like, <laughs> but, so like, honestly, anybody could have played after us, and I would have just been done, I think. Yeah, but, it uh, was, anyway, yeah. I know we followed right after you guys, but I, I was pretty sure you were the first of the day, but the mm. way that you captivated the room for being an opener was just absolutely astounding. The confidence you had, the way you sang, the way the band moved, everything. It was just fucking flawless. Absolutely perfect, imprinted in my brain, just incredible moment. And I think when you're a fan of a band and you're excited to, because 
One of my favorite parts about being a touring musician is I still love bands and music, so I get to watch awesome bands yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, like yeah. that yeah. day, it was I'm going to watch Holding Absence and I'm going to watch Black Dahlia Murder. That's what I'm mm. doing today. <laughs> <clears throat> and just being, you know, watching you guys as a young band just take the stage and just absolutely crush it like that was just so empowering feeling where it's like, yeah, that's what it's like when someone's just fucking got it. You know, and that's such a rare thing, man. Like you don't, I know it's got to be weird to have someone tell you that. And then you can't just be like, yeah, you're right. I fucking rock. I'm awesome. Like I'm the best singer (laughs) out. But for real, you're one of the fucking sickest singers out right now. And it's so astounding to see live and have someone actually crush it that way. It's not like you cracked and didn't hit it. You just fucking slam dunks, fucking Michael Jordan style on the whole room. It was sick. Thank you, man. No, honestly, like, I appreciate that. Especially because, like, you know how it is. Uh, And any creative will understand the struggle. It's like, you're your own biggest critic by, like, a horrible landslide. So, like, I remember finishing that show and being like, ugh, you know, (laughs) maybe tomorrow. Well, it was very early. You played at fucking fucking 11.30 in the morning or something. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I'll never forget, you know the, um, you know the huge day? I think it was Leipzig, was it? Yeah. Um, Well, we only played the big, big we only played... One day of no way, Empirical. you were there though, dude. I'm was sure it? you were there. No, you're right. I played three. You're right. I played three, dude. I'm sure you know, yep. and it was this crazy like arena venue. It was like, yeah, it was and the there was big, two big stages day. facing, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, dude, so we got up at like I got up at like 6 a.m. that day, and like we were singing, and, and like obviously because we're on UK time. We're like an hour behind in Europe, I think. So it felt like five in the morning, you know, and I was warming up at like, my body clock was warming up at like nine in the morning. And I just remember being like, oh my God, this is like horrible, dude. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I'm, I just like, I guess I've never really been, uh, I I warm up with my body in terms of like stretching, Mm. but then I just go, man. I have no way. Do not get those little. Sweet little vocals on the warm-up. I'd sing while I'm doing yoga uh, most of the time. Um, it sounds Dude. weird, but I, my ideal uh, situation is quiet room, put on Manchester mm. Orchestra, Black Mile to the Surface. Mm, nice, idea. And then... I notice just sing along. you, you <laughs> me. Just that's like, a nice soft start. And then I yeah. build into the gold and I believe you are crazy. And then, then I feel good. Then I'm ready and my body feels good and I feel one with my voice and my body. And because it's just I I don't know. I have it it sounds corny, I guess, just uh, you know, trying to find the words for it, but it, it, yeah, I just have to create this unison within myself yeah, before I, I play yeah. where I talk to myself and I get rid of whatever, you know, grievances I have on the day and mm. I'm ready to just go out there and be myself in my purest form because I really consider when I'm performing to be me without any inhibitions, without any thoughts, without any problems, without any care in the world, just, you know, the only... The only concern at that time is just is what fun you're doing at that and just yeah for being, sure man. being happy. Um, that's so that's so interesting because like for me it's pretty much honestly it's pretty much the opposite because like I am a very like chill like kind of light mannered person you know and like but when I get on stage it's like I need to just like f- I need to just push myself to this level I've never 
I never would be at, you know what I mean? In between the music, yeah. you know? And, and I feel like for you, it's more about finding peace and then kind of performing. And for me, it's, you know, my, I just can't help but feel like on edge before performing because well, I know I'm going to have to like pour myself out, you know? Yeah. I guess the so difference it is, in, is because it is when I, what we're doing different things on stage though, where you're, exactly. yeah. you know, expressing yourself in, this emotion where I'm going out there like fucking bull going for the red, you know, yeah. horns out. I'm going to climb shit. I'm going to jump on shit. I'm going to jump on people. I'm going to steal your alcohol. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to like whatever I want to do yeah. is what I'm going to do. So I, I like to be at my most calm and then I just go rock. Dude, I'll, I'll never forget. First time watching you play like side stage was like hysterical for me because like, you would, it was like fucking, you were just so, um, there was just like this level of like, uh, I don't know, you were like a synchronized fucking dancer, man. Like, I remember watching like, you do shit and think like, how the fuck is this dude just like doing that? Um, and I remember like one of the, one of the main things I remember about watching you guys was just like, you did this kick and I just remember thinking like, how the fuck <laughs> could anybody kick like that mid-show? So oh, um, I have a black yeah, belt. Hey, yeah. Oh, so, do you actually? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because you've got like a definite like, um, yeah, you've definitely got like a rhythm within within you. It's you a know? martial young arts gone theater. <laughs> so when I was a, a young lad, my, my mother taught self-defense to women in Taekwondo throughout my youth. Nice, um, dude. That's really so cool. So I was lucky enough to do that with my evenings throughout a majority of my uh, younger years. And I got my black belt when I was like 14. And then mm. I, in high school, I really fell in love with musical theater. And cool, I loved dancing. And I, I've always loved dancing, but it was nice to finally do it in like proper form and not just busting moves at a school dance, you know, and actually learning yeah, 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 for how sure. to like, do to choreography. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. My choreographer was very encouraging and kind to me and she you know made me feel comfortable and I got to do cool stuff and little acrobatic moments or diving on the floor and these things that make you feel special even if you know in my first play mm -hmm. I didn't have I had one line and I had this just one moment where in the beginning I do this little fight scene and I had to like slide across the floor and all this shit and I was like yeah that's my moment but that's one of the beautiful things about life is it's not about being the star all the fucking time. You have no, to no, no. take that one moment you get and make sure that you put 1000% into that moment. And then that one moment might turn into two. And then maybe in the next play, you have two lines and you have a cool dance scene and it grows. And then eventually you get to be Lumiere and Beauty and the Beast. And then you're hilarious <laughs> and awesome. It is time for the Oh, yeah, here we go. Another mid-roll motherfucking mosh. Are you ready? Yeah. This one's actually extra special today. Um, so this is a cool, one of the cool moments of the pandemic for me. Oakheart are a very special group of fellas from Glens Falls, New York. I grew up in upstate New York, and I try my best to keep up with new bands. I befriended a young man by the name of Aaron Lawson on Facebook who happens to play guitar in the band. Uh, he is a fan of Fit for a King and was just super nice and, you know, had hit me up a few times here and there. Eventually, he asked me if I'd be interested in acting in their newest video for a song called Apparition. I listened to it and I was super stoked. 
be that I'm not doing shit currently and can't tour or anything, it was nice to hang out with a young band and see them film a video, and it was very inspiring for me. Apparition has, has some touches of Silent Planet here and there, some very heavy breakdowns, and a very catchy chorus with these sweet, yelly vocals. I'm a big fan of it. Hayden Marler is an awesome vocalist with a very unique sound. It's very well delivered, and I'm a big fan of it. They just had a great temperament about them as people, and I really enjoyed my day. I love this song and had a great time with these guys. Thank you for letting me be a part of your video for Apparition by the band Oakheart, which is out now on YouTube. Shout out to my friend Brandon Lane and Victor Garcia for shooting this video and doing such a fantastic job. You were a really great director and helped to push me that day. Um, so strap in for this one, motherfuckers. Here we go. Apparition by Oakheart. Let's not make 
So, you know, it's... But I, it's it all about humility, I think. Yeah. I, I think, you know, having the humility to know that, like, you are just a cog in a machine, you know? Um, yeah. And it's more about the machine than the cog, you know? And, like, um, i tell you what's interesting as well. It's, like, uh, that's something I, I feel like I had to learn um, because where I'm from, I'm from, like, a very small little town uh, just outside of Cardiff. So it's it's, like... You know, it's it's really, really small dot on a map. And like, um, I just find it is, you know, and at my school performances and stuff, you know, we did this thing called like, uh, I actually, ironically, I've never said this before, but like my school is called Hawthorne High, but obviously it no was way. Hawthorne Heights are like the fucking, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which, which is like a huge coincidence. But, um, but yeah, the Hawthorne. Black my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Classic. R.I.P. Um, Casey. But, um, oh yeah, yeah. But um, but anyway, at the like school town shows and stuff, you know, it was I was like, I'm the singer in the only band in school, you know what I mean? And then like turning up to things like Impericon, and then realizing like I'm just like a nobody, and it's important to just be grateful that I'm like yeah. there at all, you know what I mean? I think that's a real lesson to learn is like, oh, it's a you wake know, up you are for just sure. a, especially yeah. becoming like a small fish in a big pond, you know? Absolutely, man, and it's. That's why I was glad, you know, with Fit for a King, we've never been the big overnight band. You know, it's been... Yeah, for, you guys you know, are grinding. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. grinding and going up the roller coaster real slow, but steady, yeah. and you can see it, but you hope to get there. And, you know, it's... When you have these big shock moments, when you are the opening guy for a long time, or just for, you know, these massive moments like an Empiricon festival where it's like, holy shit. Imagine mm. if I could draw this many people on my own Dude. and you watch like a stick yeah. to your gun set and you're like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy <laughs> or being as an ocean set. And it's just super captivating. And it's just, you have to see those though. You're, you know, you don't want to be at the top now. You want to get there. Yeah. But you don't want to be there right now. A lot of people think they want to be at the top right now. You don't. You want to do the climb. You want to watch that shit. You want to get there. You will yeah. get there. Uh, know that you will and then it'll all work out you know because i think everyone else always wants to get right to the you know being mega rich and you know being the biggest but i don't know i i i don't want to miss all the steps in between either yeah for sure very good point i don't think many people are i don't think many people are ready for the top you know, like, um, like look at bring me, you know, they're obviously fucking huge and they're killing it, but like they, they've made every right decision. 100%. I, and, and I oh, think yeah. few bands could, you know, like I'm myself, guilty. Included, I haven't you know, listened to the new record yet. I have to do that. Uh, I, I've, I've spun it a bit, but I, I do need to properly like listen to it. But, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm guilty of being like, oh, you know, if, if I was in bring me, I'd be fucking smashing it as well. You know, like if my band was huge then you know, we'd, be, but then it's like, honestly, really think about it. Like a lot of people think that they can pull things like that off at that stage but it's like i feel like the lessons they've yeah. learned on the way up are the reason that they're killing it now you know 100 percent. and you know going back to the star factor thing i may have told the story once on the show <laughs> but um i had this band that i used to play in it was called the last of our kind there's some shit on youtube people can find it um but they asked me to play bass because they didn't have a bass player yet for this show. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, sounds cool. Like, whatever. And they're like, yeah, all right. It's in Poughkeepsie. It's on this day, blah, blah, blah. They sold all the tickets and, like, did everything. I just had to show up. I show up, and it's a Barrier Dead show. And I was like, okay, that's fucking cool. Oh, nice. And it was Barrier Dead, Bring Me the Horizon, Ion Dissonance, and Nights Like These. In that same venue, I saw Paramore, so, like, 315, Cap Club. And I didn't know who Bring Me the Horizon was. I'm standing on side stage watching um, 
ion dissonance. And then Ollie just comes and stands next to me and my friend. And you just see all the people in the room, like turn their heads and like freak out. And I was like, Oh, so they're here for this guy. Ah, uh, yeah, That's, this dude's hot you shit. You know, and then lo and behold, you know what? Ten, ten plus years later, the guy is just an absolute true rock star. You know, biggest mm, in the scene. Yeah. And it's amazing to mm. see, um, and it is part that where everyone is just so enamored by him, even without him opening his voice. But the art, the the one liners, the the lyrics, the Dude, melodies, sure, everything. Sure. You can't. Anybody can try to sound like them. But you're not going to be them. It's, you know. Exactly, bro. Because the thing is, right, is like, you know, Bring Me the Horizon, like, started as a screamo band, right? And I know it's so it's such an obvious trajectory. Everybody understands what they've become. But, like, how could, like, seriously, no one could predicted you say this. you love Ollie Sykes and you don't even know what the fuck he sounds like when he sings? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the dude literally learned how to sing mid career and he didn't lose a single soul because like people didn't really care as much about what he was doing they cared about him you know well, as long as he just, yeah he just had to keep being himself and being he, him I, he in, yeah, yeah, yeah wrote just such genius lyrics where you couldn't yeah. you know so come rain on my parade and you know, like all that shit like you couldn't yeah, you can't yeah. not relate to it and yeah. yeah it's just you know it didn't it didn't matter because you know one important factor is you know, going back to the Star Factor thing too. The guy you hear his voice and within a second you know it's a bring me song. Yeah. But, you know, they did it slow and steady. They changed record by record over a long period of time. You know, this is you know, that whole there is a hell or this you know, believe you know yeah, yeah. that yeah. record. <laughs> yeah. Suicide season. You know, each one progressed. I think I have those in reverse, but regardless. Yeah, you do. You yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. they all grew together you know, bit by bit now into what they are. And that's important as well is to remain yourself through and through 24, seven, 365. And I think that's what that band did where a lot mm. of other bands, they, you know, are heavy. And then they're like, well, now we have to be a rock band. So they automatically try to sound like bring me the horizon thinking that they're going to be super successful. And it's like, that's not going to fucking work because you're not Dude, bring me. Sure. Yeah. Why would it's you want to be a second rate something else? Exactly. And they make it look so easy as well that everybody just wish, you know what I mean? I think oh, that's yeah. the main, I think that's the main thing is it just, like I said, it just seems so simple, but, um, but yeah, man. So, and that's, that's what's cool. That's, I think that's what's inspiring to me is just like, like artists who like don't compromise, you know? Um, and you know, it's better to, to fail with something you truly believe in than succeed with something you don't care about. So no, fuck that. I want to be rich yeah. regardless. I'm going to sell out real hard. <laughs> Um, you know, I saw a cool thing where people were talking about selling out the other day and like, you always think about the standard ones where someone's like, Oh, green day sold out. And it's like, no, they just were oh, themselves until they were massively successful. And I think that's what bring me the horizon did. I think that's what my chemical romance did. Dude, I, I was literally saying, Boy did. you know, I was saying this to someone yesterday. Like, um, if you look back at like the 2000s era, like Blink-182 self-titled album, 2003, uh, Green Day, American Idiot, 2004, Vizu by Thrice, 2005, mm, Welcome mm. to the Black Parade, 2006, like year after year after year after year. And like, but I find it interesting because I'm like, dude, Thrice is my favorite fucking band. Other yeah. than Radiohead, they're my favorite band. But um, but yeah, but I find it interesting because it's like, does that mean that the like iconic albums of our decade have already come out, but we don't realize it? Or does it just mean the rock music's going through maybe a bit of a drought at the moment, you know? Like, I it's interesting, it's just, isn't it? I think I've found some really great records this decade that that I was super enamored with, I think. 
Yeah. Probably the, the album of the decade for me is A Black Mile to the Surface by Manchester Orchestra. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because they're a weird one, because I saw you post about them the other day, but I never I never got into them. But they're, uh, where are they Lucas. from? Are they? Uh, I know, I know, I know. They're probably they like are from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Um, I always thought they were British because obviously the Manchester. Oh, Is there yeah. Manchester in America? No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know why they are uh, titled that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, I wasn't a big fan until this record where I've, you know, listened to them over the years and Simple Math and some of these records, Hope and Cope. Mm. Like I had to listen to them and I thought they were, you know, good, but I didn't get it, get it. And that, but this yeah. record is one of the most perfect records I've ever heard in my life, in my opinion. I think mm. it's absolutely astoundingly brilliant. I think one of those standout characters of this decade, um, I you know, you could correlate it to the whole crew, but I'd say Phoebe Bridgers. And, yeah, yeah, um, she's, yeah. I don't yeah, know if beast. you'd say Punisher is that record, but it might be that record. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll have I to wait 10 years to see it. You know, I'll Paramore tell you what, was one of those bands of this yeah, last decade, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, dude. I um, Like... For me, I think the best artist of this decade is um, is uh, Billie Eilish, bro. I, I think she's like untouchable. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. honest to God. If you sit down, bro, with an acoustic guitar, get the chords up to all of her songs and just have a sing, have a listen, like, listen to the lyrics, like feel the songs, regardless of the fact she's so successful. It's just like, honestly, well, man. Well, she's we, successful because like, the know. music is brilliant. And I'm sure, yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of people who say, well, her parents are this or that or whatever. Uh, I don't yeah, fucking but, know and I don't really care because regardless, yeah. the music is really good. And yeah. I think it's going to be able to carry in time too. It has, sure, it's bro. not a, a type of music that it, that she won't be able to perform when she's older. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that she'll continue to write really sophisticated stuff for her age but that you know yeah. that's helpful that she has her brother as well yeah know, he's he, a beast as well yeah he's you know producing dude. all that shit or whatever but yeah she's yeah, but she's a freak but yeah i don't you know <laughs> she's i don't know if i'd say she's my favorite of the or the best of the decade you know maybe you know who's to the most honest, impactful bro, like, person of the decade musically that's a very uh, interesting question maybe in adele yeah, a, adele yeah maybe i but, guess you uh, know I don't know, but she didn't Im like she did impact popular culture, but she didn't impact music because not everybody's trying to be like Adele. But I don't know. Fuck them. Fuck everybody. All their bands suck. Adele sucks. Billie Eilish sucks. Everybody music sucks. sucks. <laughs> music sucks. Hate music. It's garbage. But let's talk about a band that's great holding absence. So fuck everybody hey. else. Um, so this newest record, who yeah. um, recorded it and mixed it? So we produced it with a guy called Dan Weller, who is like a British dude. Uh, he plays guitar in a band called Sixth. So that some people like lose their minds when they find that out because they kind of like invented like tech metal, I think. Like, for example, Periphery are like diehard Sixth fans. And like, they, you know, they were doing like tech in like 2000 or oh, whatever, okay. you know, like way cool. before. So, um, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know. What's yeah, the band they, they, one more they, time? Uh, so they're called Sixth. Like S I K T H. So okay. I've definitely they're, they're seen cool the band name. But but, uh, but Dan, the dude who produced the record, he's like he's obviously in the meantime he's gone off and done loads of things. He's uh, tracked um, the main things he's tracked is like he's uh, like Enter Shikari's guy, so he's done a oh, lot wow. of their more recent stuff. Um, to be fair, he's done loads and loads of brilliant stuff. He did the new Dream State stuff, uh, the new Barry Tomorrow record. Um, he's got a really wide arsenal and um but once again you know what i was saying earlier about the sincerity and the the honesty of music you know he's the kind of guy who like whether it's like 
like tech metal or, or, you know, like our kind of vibe of music, you know, as long as it's like, it does what its purpose is, you know, yeah. he's always been very on the ball and we've, we've written some songs with him in the past as well. Um, but yeah, so we, we did the record with him and like the first record was a weird one cause we recorded it in patches and obviously we had a lineup change in the middle of that. So like we never had like the album experience Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like we never had the month in the studio, like some people have had. And, and that was it for us. That was the first time we'd had like a month just locked away in the middle of nowhere. And like, it's just like such a life changing experience. And I, I really am just like, I already ready to work on album three and just, you know, relive that all over again. Cause it was such a fulfilling time in my life, you know? Uh, and then it was mixed and mastered by a guy called Taylor last, last. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, cool. Yeah, he's a beast, man. He's like, yeah. um, he once again, I, I think he got like, from what I can gather through Dan anyway, I feel like he got quite enamored by the record. And, and I felt like everybody involved in the, the album had like a real, like, passionate connection to it by the end. Um, you know, and I think both Dan and Taylor put a lot more into this album than most people in their job roles would have for like a normal album. That's so, um, awesome. so it was really cool, man. And, and similar for all of us as well, writing it was like a very cathartic, special, uh, experience. Um, <coughs> so yeah. You released a few singles in the interim, like, like a shadow. We did, I yeah, think yeah. And birdcage, mm. gravity, um, gravity and birdcage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now, are they going to make, they're not making an appearance on this record? No, dude. Thing? So, no. Nah, so like we, um, I, you know, I say this all the time, but like the music industry is just changing so much around us, you know? Um, yeah. and obviously everybody said like, you know, for example, with, um, with you and, and the featured website, it's like, it's very much a, like we need to get to grips with how the music industry is changing because like like rock and roll is stubborn like it always has very been, you yeah. know yeah it's like 50 years of being stubborn it's time for <laughs> um, singles guys and and that's the thing yeah yeah and i don't want to be that dude because like for me it's like you know i i, I remember uh, growing up and bands would release singles and not put them on albums and it bummed me out but the, the way the the kind of climate of music is you know putting just a single out on spotify isn't hurt. as bad as it used to be and also yeah. as well we we uh we put out like a double a like vinyl as well so it kind of meant that these two songs even though they were kind of on their own as singles could still be held in in a way you know they were still like a physical thing rather than just just throwing some mp3 out there you know yeah Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have something that's physical, but I'm not against releasing lots of singles. I had a For interesting sure. conversation looking back with James from Thousand Below a while ago. Oh, where, I love that dude. Know, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. listened to that podcast, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no shit. You were just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about how you could sign a contract just doing like 30 singles, 30 songs or 40 songs dude, or whatever versus, and, like, and that's not the worst idea I've ever heard no. on this fucking show. He may have had a, you know, that's a fucking <laughs> yeah. great point. Um, so I would be interested to see if more bands do that in the future. Um, you know, cause at this rate, I just feel like, you know, at the same time, you're kind of blasting through contracts. If your contract's Dude, not that long, yeah. you know, it's yeah. by the time you're, you know, you get halfway through it. You're like, holy shit. All right. Time to start talking again. It's like, man, didn't we just in do it, this? Dude. Well, um, yeah, we're like, obviously, like I said about album three, you know, we're only with shop term for three albums hypothetically. So it's like, it's mad to think that this, this dream contract that fell in our laps, like, you know, a couple of years ago and just changed all of our lives. You know, it might be over soon. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is weird how just quick music Ooh, changes. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's, you know, (laughs) I, you know, the cool thing is I think, and generally people want to hold on to what they got. I don't think anyone would want to watch you go, but (laughs) we'll see. We'll find out. I'll start a label now too. All right, guys, I'm giving holding absence a million dollars. We're going to start a record label based off of, it's called holding absence records. And nice, dude. That's a cool name, bro. Yeah. Where'd you gonna, get it? <laughs> uh, well, I just came up with it right now. It's going to be really cool. So I'm going to give you guys a million dollars, but you're never going to own any of your music, okay? And I'm not That's really going to give you a million dollars. I'm going to say we're going to spend a million dollars on your stuff, but we're not really going to spend it. I'm going to spend like five grand on your record, and then I'll give you like 500 bucks for music videos. But I own all your music. Bro, now it's just quickly as well. Sorry, I'm I'm straight. Now you've said all that, I realize like I must be simping like fuck over Sharp Town, but like it's mad that like there's this like this. No, it's cool. We talk very positively of that label on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens but, like, to come up. There's this stereotype that like labels are douchey and they do like fuck bands over and stuff. But like legit, man. Like you know, I've I've genuinely had like a really good relationship and experience with Sharp Town. So like it is funny how it's like there's such a. Like, it's such a meme that, like, you know, people in the industry are douchebags, and, like, there's loads of them, but, like, not everyone, you know what I mean? Which is, like, well, a really cool thing. Yeah, there are definitely plenty of douchebags out there, but you can't hide <laughs> the truth. And I've had people on the show who have had experiences with certain other people, and they, they want to talk about it or do talk about it and let it mm, out. But yeah, when you ask sure. people about Sharp Tone, generally all you hear is positivity. All I've ever heard is positivity, and I hope that continues to stay the same. Um, yeah, boy. But knowing him, I think it will because he's fucking great. Yeah. Um, so when's the record actually drop for you guys? So the album comes out in April next year, which is like a long okay. time away. That's cool, yeah. though. Um, Singles. But honestly, yeah, dude. And to be honest, man, like the main thing is like, you know, I guess it's very different for you. In, well, I think it's very different for you in America because I feel like COVID seems more intense for you. I, I don't know if I'm speaking on your behalf, yeah, but like, I'm you know, we're, we're like... We're like kind of, I don't know, in Britain, it feels like, you know, we might be nearly halfway through it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, and I think Australia and stuff are kind of, they're kind of done getting back it. to, yeah. yeah, which is mad. But um, for us, it was a case of like, you know, if we release the album in six months' time and then we tour the album six months later, it's like maybe we can still have a chance at fucking touring this album and, just like normal, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, you know, like kind of pushing it back in terms of release was as much to spread it out because of COVID, really, so that it wouldn't feel like... Because like I keep saying, album three, man, you know, we always look forwards to the future and, you know, I want to do another split EP like we did with, did with Loath in between that and, and now, you know. And like, I, we're always looking to the future, but like, I just, oh, it is times it's such an unprecedented time you know you kind of need to find the midpoint between just leaving the music where it is and moving on or holding on to the music forever and you know looking back in 10 years at the fact that you had like a maybe a four-year gap with music because covid forced you to have a two-year gap you know on top of what you were going to do whatever yeah it's going to be interesting to see you know say we you know because we've already put out our record like yeah dude we don't tour for a year you know what's it going to be like at that point so your record came out kind of in the summer, maybe? Early no, summer? just uh, it came out um, oh, like a month and a half ago, I guess. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Oh, dude, to be honest, though, this year it just feels like... No, it's all been a blur, man. I'm to be honest, I'm having a blank on the date. Um, it was but, September 18th. 
Okay, okay, cool. But, yeah. like, yeah, tail end of the summer, I guess. But, like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, dude, you know, like, how have you, you personally found, like, that? You know what I mean? Are you just at peace it's, with the fact that it's kind of a shit situation? And, well, yeah. You know? I mean, you know, we had the craziest year ever lined up for tours. I mean, it was World oh, Tour dude, into know, Parkway Drive thing. Tour. But, dude. you know, <sighs> we... Yeah. It's been a really big year for us. Like Finn McKenzie, yeah. I was talking to him on the punk rock NBA and you know, nice. he made the claim that we were kind of metalcore band of the year. And mm. despite not having touring, it was really great to have this experience and have things go as well as they have, but we'll see yeah. how it translates. It's just crazy. Cause we were on such a hype train where that was doing well. We were selling a lot of tickets. We, you know, we thought things were moving really good, but it's been, you know, I've come to grips with it, but recently yeah, sure. I'm sinking back into being um, pretty fucking over it. Like I, yeah, I think I'm a pretty positive guy. I've done a lot with my time to keep myself busy between the podcast, you know, putting out the fit record, put out offered minivan records, started feature mm. decks. Like I've been fucking busy, dude. Yeah, true, but true, I yeah. swear to God, I will put a fucking shotgun in my mouth soon. If I don't get the fucking play, I'm not actually going to kill myself, <laughs> yeah. but that's how I feel. And it's just like, and it's, it's feel it's, it's so weird. Cause like even this morning, like I ended up, making this like negative tweet where I was just like, man, fuck basically just saying fuck everything. Cause I'm just so mm. over it. And then yeah. after a minute I just deleted it. Cause I'm like, I really don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be that fucking guy. I don't yeah, want to be, man. it's funny. I spent so much of my life being emo. Now I don't want to be emo because the reality is my life is good. <laughs> I have a nice place to live. I have an incredible partner. I have a great job. It's just, I don't want to ever be that guy. It's like, well, it's more important to me than it is to you. But I don't know yeah. if everyone knows what it's like to work for fucking 15 years for something, have it actually then, work out. Yeah, this insane yeah, dream sure. that you never mm. thought would actually become real by any means possible. Somehow it becomes a, a reality for you. And then two weeks turns into fucking eight months. Like that's a yeah. fucking yeah. kick in the dick, if anything. Mm. And I'm just starting to be, be a little bitch about it. I'm a little annoyed. I think um, one thing is probably not helping <laughs> you as well is like fucking here like obviously you're doing a podcast with musicians that are all being told bad news you know what yeah. i mean like so every week you must be like like even me well, now i hate talking about it dude Ugh, you know what though it's therapeutic it, for me i i need it because even last night i just i had to go pick up you know i didn't have to go my my fiance usually like takes the fucking train home from work because we live in brooklyn uh, right yeah, yeah. And I was just like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go pick her up because I just got to get out and drive and like get a yeah, break. And I, um, I just had to, I needed to just be like, yeah, today fucking sucked. I'm fucking over it. This, I, I have mm -hmm. to talk about it. And it's nice to talk to guys in other bands or people in other bands because I, it, you know, I don't have, gonna, I don't yeah, have a lot like of people to talk to about with this shit. And it's starting yeah. to, um, weigh on me more where I I think a lot of people that you know consider me a pretty jokey fun guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the on the inside, I'm a little bit more than that, you know. And all in all, it's just hard to uh, you know wonder when it's gonna you know when I'm not gonna have money anymore, when I'm gonna have to you know figure out yeah. some other life plan. And before this, it's not like I was a fucking scholar. You yeah, know, I was sure. working in, in a restaurant before I was in a band. And, you know, I don't, I want to keep what I got. I fucking love it. So 
it's just been, although it is hard to talk about these things and maybe it's more therapeutic for me than it is the person on the other <laughs> end because you, yeah. maybe you're not talking about it as much or don't feel the need. But yeah, I guess when it comes time for the show every week, I'm like, yeah, I, usually it's been pretty positive. I don't think I've been a mega downer during a majority no, 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 of No, 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 of course. I don't know, mean but, like you being a downer, but like it's just... Yeah. I can't imagine it's good for your head having people tell you constant or remind you constantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's a it's a it's a big old beast that we're all calling out. Matt Anderson us. from Sound Talent Media, <laughs> who's also my booking agent. Matt, you got to give me some so, positive news, man. Just lie to me. Just hit me up and be like, dude, we're going and doing a drive-in Juggalo concert around the country. Yo, insane clown posse, do that shit. Go and do a drive-in <laughs> so concert brilliant. around the country, touring festival thing. You sent us an offer for a touring festival once before with the most insane routing ever. We declined it, but you offered good money. <laughs> Come back with that shit. Let's go do a drive-in concert. I will paint my face every fucking night, and I will become a juggalo. There we go. Nice. That's what <laughs> I, I want. Go. Yeah. Um, I, th um, I think we got the same booking agent, bro. Matt Anderson? Yeah, he's the it's boy. It. I met him he's once, but obviously we've uh, we've never been to America. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, you were gonna, but then yeah, it I didn't know, work out. But you know what, you know, though, man, yeah, that was gonna be go. an interesting lineup. So I think it's yeah, for the better, for sure. Yeah, it's a very good point to be fair. I think it would have been a weird, a weirdy boy. But I, to be honest, bro, I've never left Europe, so I'm just like. You know, even then when you said, like, I live in Brooklyn or whatever, <laughs> you yeah. know, I was like, oh, my God, bro, like, fucking Brooklyn. I don't even yeah. know anything about the city <laughs> that you live in. I've never even seen it through anything yeah. other than, like, Spider-Man comics, you know. Dude, I'll but take like, you around, guy. You know. <laughs> respect, bro. But, yeah, the, the biggest kick in the dick, really, like, we had bad luck before COVID, you know what I mean? That's, like, been the hardest thing is, like, we had to – we canceled the Japanese tour to do the America tour, and then the America tour got declined – and then we had to cancel an Australia tour at the beginning of this year. Yep. So, like, for me, I think, if anything, I'm just, like, really ready to see the rest of the world now. Oh, you, you know? will, man, for sure. I guess the biggest, um, the biggest one for me. That would be awesome to have you over here. I'm sure it would be great to see you guys, you know, be placed on some, you know, something that's really going to crush over here in the States. <laughs> yeah, Being as an ocean, I, I think that's an incredible band for you to tour with, but it's cool to see that Dwayne is now getting more mainstream. Yeah. He's, type he's doing really well for himself. Um, yeah. yeah. It seems to be doing well. I'm very stoked for them and that. Cause I think it's like a fueled by ramen thing or some shit. Or yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It is, I think so anyway, but uh, yeah, it seems really cool what, what he's, what he's doing. But, yeah. That's um, pretty sick. I love being as an ocean. Fantastic band. Fantastic. Unreal band. Cool. Um, yeah. So with, the fact that you guys aren't releasing this for a long time, have you already created a bunch of content for it, got a bunch of music videos and stuff ready, or are you just kind of going with the flow and doing it as time you know, we're, uh, kind of we're, elapses here? We're stockpiling things for the for the most part, you know, because okay. like, we, we kind of don't want to burst our load <laughs> uh, yeah. too soon, you know, because obviously, you know, six months isn't a long time. Even if we released a, a song a, a month, you know, it'd still be like a lot of still a long time you know so uh, so we're trying to take it easy you know like the album's been announced now beyond belief is out and it's a different vibe for us we've got you know the next single we're releasing i think is probably like the most out and out like best hold an absence song yeah i'd say in terms of yeah. like it's like boppy it's catchy it's like it's oh, it's just hooky as shit man you know? so is we, this uh, is this record a little bit more of a feel-good record is there a little bit more despite um, the emo name is nah, it, you know nah, not really to be honest um i just think we've learned how to embrace 
like not everything needs to be halftime ride, you know, walk in yeah. closed hi-hat kind of vibe where it's just like, you know, you can still be moody without having a fucking be like obviously moody, you know? And I think yeah. it's just about trying to write in the nuance, you know, you know how it is, dude. It's like, you don't want to be too on the nose. And once you do things as a band, you always want to learn how to do them in a different way. You Absolutely. Know? Um, so for us, it was like, like I said, you know, Beyond Belief is like very much a Holden Absence song, but it's just we've never had such a a major. It's it's it is a major love song about, um, yeah, a, a major song about love. You know what I mean? And and that's like two things that are quite scary to an emo band like us. So like, you know, but it's important as as creatives that we embrace those differences. You know. Are you? Do you have a partner? Are you with anyone? Do you? Are yeah, you yeah, 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 dude. So, cool. uh, to be fair, I, I one day woke up and I was just in a really, really happy relationship, <laughs> and I, awesome. I've been there for years now. So, I'm very fortunate in that respect. Fuck Especially yeah. being in a band as well, dude. Like, I got a lot of friends who like have had so many like ugh, moments in their relationships because of touring and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, that's I'm, just I'm really fortunate. My yeah. fiance is in the other room, but she's got earplugs in. So I don't think she can hear me, but I'm just going to talk <laughs> some shit for a second. Yeah. She's always such a baby when I'm on tour. She's like, Oh, I love you. I miss you. I'm like, Girl, I'm fucking out here making some money. I'm trying to hustle, be a mad screamo out here. I can't be sad with you and shit. But then it's funny because now she's, um, in one, yeah, yeah, she's the fucking best, and I'm lucky that she actually misses me when I'm gone. I'm, I'm a very Dude, lucky man. Sure. But now it's reverse where I'm sitting here all day, and by the time oh, 7 don't. o'clock rolls around, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm like a happy little golden retriever. I'm like, yeah, she's getting Hello. out of work. Girl's coming home. I got to go. Yeah. I got to clean up. I got to make dinner. Wow. And yeah, then, yeah, I'm so exactly the same. Like, roles so are reversed. My, my girlfriend's like a teacher, so I'll be playing Fortnite f- until like, you know, I wake up at like half 11, you know, I'll like play Fortnite. And I, you know, and then fucking, um, and then she'll come home at like four or five o'clock and I'm just like, well done. <laughs> you actually did yep. something today. You know what I mean? So, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very interesting, but I can't wait to go back out, but it's going to be really weird now having, I guess this is the first time in our Dude. relationship that we've been a normal couple. So we've been together mm, for same. almost five. We've been together for like five years. I think. Oh, uh, she's got her headphones back in. Something like that. Some <laughs> shit like that. Almost. I think we're coming up on... Danielle, can you hear me? <laughs> we're coming up on our five-year anniversary, right? Four or five years? Five years. Yeah, five years is a five long time. Five, boys. Wow. Half a decade. Thank you, honey. I love you. You're great. You're the best <laughs> ever. Appreciate your service. Sorry I snapped at you. You're not a dog. Um, You're not a dog, but you are a bitch. No! <laughs> I can only say that because she's right here and I'm looking at her in her eyeballs and she knows that it was a joke. Don't call your partner a bitch if you're listening to this show. That's not nice. But (laughs) only if it's funny. Um, But yeah, five years. And we in that time, I've been touring the whole time. So we were never... uh, really around each other mm, for like more than a month and a half, you know, or two That's months. the weirdest thing is like having, having routine now is so weird. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It's very weird. I'm trying to create, like, I got to get up early. I got to go to the gym. Like with the, uh, that's how I'm <laughs> keeping with the intermittent fasting thing is it's like, okay, I just get up. It's part I, of it. I now, put yeah, the coffee sure. in, I go to the gym. And then as long as I drink another black coffee right after I get out of the gym, I can make it till like four o'clock not eat, eat till like nine or 10 and then that's it. And I'm good. 
It's Bro. awesome. Because now I'm feeling my titties come back. I'm going to have six pack. It's going to be sick. Because I just don't want to uh, be fucking, I don't want to be fat. Like, I want to yeah, be one of those man, guys. That's the who hardest can, thing. Like, yeah. I've constantly been like fucking. Have you guys been in like lockdowns and stuff? Like, what's the score? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we especially we were at first. And then, and at first, everyone was very much like only going out to get food. Essentially. Um, and then, but now it's been quiet. But the reality is, dude, like, there's so many less people in New York City, and it's so much quieter than it's ever been. Lockdown fucking oh, worse because everybody yeah. fucking left, dude. It's it's crazy, and I just don't. You know, everyone's really respectful. Everyone's wearing a mask all the time. Yeah, for sure. There's. I don't really think I could ask any more of anyone else in my neighborhood. Um, and I don't fucking leave it, really. I mean, I yeah. I go upstate and see my family or see some friends, but other than that, I just stay in my in my you know little neighborhood and go to the gym, and that's it. Um, but yeah, it, it you know the lockdown. I guess like restaurants, you can eat inside now. Um, yeah, because like where I work is like a bar, but we do like table service, so it's yeah. like we can still kind of serve people, but it's not like. It's just weird how different it is. And also, because we're in Wales, so, like, um, it's very different to England as well. So, like, we're in lockdown this week, but then England going to lockdown next week and stuff like that. So, it's been, like, really confusing. But, yeah. Yeah. There's just a bunch of cars or something. I know. I thought a, tra- a train just rolled past us. Yeah, right? Jeez, no, it's probably going to be. So, I live in a deep end of Brooklyn, closer to, like, Staten and Coney Island. Cool, so, okay. I will... There, we live more closer to the the people that will ride around on their trucks with Trump flags and shit. Um, uh, and those guys dude. like to make noise and make sure that you can hear them. <laughs> oh like, shit! Yeah, because yeah, when is because obviously, will you know by the end of today who's like? I don't know um, because of dude. it's hard to say. Be, you know because I think generally, yeah, you know within a day yeah. or two. Um, but now with so much discussion of people, you know, they're going to rig the election. Yeah. Who fucking knows, man? I, you know, I'm not sure if it'll be today. It might not be in fucking nine months. Who knows? Because if he he loses, he's just going to fucking bug out anyway. Um, (laughs) and you know, whatever. And we'll fucking find out, man. I mean, I, I, I will go on record saying that neither person is a good choice. So, I don't think any person's ever been a good choice. You know, politics, bro. No. We, uh, let's not end on politics. So. Fucking <laughs> what else? vote for <laughs> Ralph Nader. Um, <laughs> now, you know, yeah, my I guess it's interesting because my dad was always he he's a pretty cool, nice, you know, well-rounded guy. And he has just always been more of like a third party kind of dude because, you know, yeah, but sure. so, you know, I think that's why I'm able to kind of like ride in, in the middle to some extent. Yeah. Um, but obviously now is not necessarily the time for that unless the reality is anybody could be the president because Donald Trump did it. So you just need someone who's like not a piece of shit and also not completely insane. So, um, so Kanye West, Kanye West, <laughs> you know, for president, I wrote him in today. <laughs> Um, yeah, if I, you know, I, I wouldn't even have half the nuts to be able to actually write that shit in, but, um, back to your band, fuck all those people, fuck the election, fuck politics. Cause I think it's too divisive. People are, are breaking up with their friends and families and all this shit over it. And it's stupid. Learn how to think differently. Learn how to think differently than other people. Yeah. And tolerate them for it. Like. 
Yeah. yeah, as long as they're not saying racist shit, that's fine. Um, but I'm really excited for your new album. I can't wait. The last one Thank was a major you. hit, but I think the last over with the last record, I don't know if my favorite song is like a shadow or your love. It's really hard Ooh, for me to boy. pick. Yeah, man. Because they have different feels. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, because your love is very like. I guess it's just a lot more like epic. You know what I'm saying about the kind of like. Oh, when you played more, it live. Oh, yeah. it's so epic. It's uh, so thank epic. you, man. That's one of those songs where like I wrote like a, a high note and I just fucking like every time I do it, I'm like, ah! like it's fucking it's like yeah. the most empowering thing. But uh, but yeah, dude. So yeah, man. That's uh. Did you enjoy like Wilt? I feel like Wilt, like the last song is like everybody's fucking like, after all this time, I feel like everybody's favorite song is Wilt now. So Yeah, I definitely put so, it up there. I guess I'm a sucker for the, um, the quote unquote, the hits, you know, yeah, I, I am a little pop centric. So it's yeah. tough for me where I guess just that line in and of itself, your love has ruined my life and the way that yeah, it's placed yeah, yeah. and everything is very, it's a, one of those things where it's like, man, I wish that was mine. Like that's 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 <laughs> so that's good. Some, I wish I wrote that was another it. one like, of those. I uh, just wrote a song around it, you know. Like yeah. came up with it, and then I was like, "Yeah, there's just so much to work with." From did it, the you same, know? and like, yeah, did the same person mix that one? Did Taylor mix that record as well? Uh, no, no, no. So um, that was mixed by a dude called Abe, who's quite like local to us. So we we went through a lot of that. That album was like we fucking like dragged it over the line in the end. You know, we had like a lot. <laughs> So I, f- I feel like this this next record is going to be the first time that anybody. I, I feel like, you know like I truly feel like the second album is like the one you know and I, I really yeah. think like maybe maybe not the one of all time you know what I mean I want the third one to be better and the fourth one to be better again but like I feel like for now whenever I hear people spinning our debut I'm like oh just I can't wait for you to hear that second one because it just feels so much more complete you know. Well, if you feel like sending it to me, I promise. I yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sling it over. To hear it Our manager's got like one of those links that like uh, gets your yeah. IP address and it like fucking tri- you know like FBI oh, good. shit. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, yeah I mean but, uh, that's yeah, important because that shit is very um, it's scary, man. You know, no yeah, one wants their sure. their prize to go and be leaked. Is your manager? Does he also or they? I should say because I don't know if it's a man or woman. Yeah, it is a dude. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Of course, every manager's a man, right? Um, so sexist, God. Um, do they manage um, Loathe as well? Mm-hmm. Sleep Token, Loathe, Hold an Absence. Uh, it's the main three, really. And there's a band called Fox Joe as well that he manages as well. He used to be, uh, this might be cool here, he used to be the drummer in Funeral for a Friend. No shit. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so. That so, makes uh, sense because I think Casey filled in for funeral at the end. This dude Casey that I know. Mm, a yeah, bit. Casey. Um, uh, uh, Mich- McHale? McHale. McHale. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. He's a ledge man. Yeah, I know. I, I know Casey well. Yeah. Great drummer. But um, but yeah. So he's our manager, man. So us sleep token and loathe. Like you know, it's it's always really cool and really inspiring because it's like those are the two like in my mind the two like coolest most unique bands in Britain right now. I think. That yeah. aren't already well, and in right. the scene, definitely two very mm. unique standout bands. Where it seems like Sleep Token um, maybe didn't have as much uh, instant hype as you or Loathe, but now the more and more people that hear about it, the more they're being interested in it and wanting to know more, which is cool because they're so mysterious. I don't think that's anyone, the thing. Yeah, the mystery no in itself in band, right? is a selling point. Uh, no, nobody. Um, 
Yeah, it's a big old secret. Dude, um, you probably know. Want to spill the beans? Come on. <laughs> give out some identities right here. Imagine if I just... <laughs> I'll Venmo you a hundred bucks right now. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe another time. But um, but yeah, no, so like that whole, the whole mystery of that band is is such a big part of it. And like, you know, sometimes it like gets in the way because it's like, you know, they haven't got like a cool, obvious front man or like they haven't got like, you know members on Instagram, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that part of being in a band that is like kind of sells a band in itself. If you see some stupid meme tweet from like, you know, like Brendan from counterparts, you know, I feel like obviously the dude's Funniest a beast dude. and I love Brendan so much. And, and I've, you know, we go way back, but like, you know, it's one of those things where like, I imagine a lot of people have come across counterparts cause he's put up like this hysterically good, like meme tweet, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Somehow funneled back, you know, whereas I think like, you know, bands like Sleep Token, it's like there is not a, there's no other way of kind of getting that traffic. No, they're like just the, the ghost music. of scene music. Mm, yeah, 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 for sure. A hundred percent. But, but I do think in a, in a, in a backwards way that in itself is cooler than maybe any tweet that I ever put up would be anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so it does kind of work in their favor, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're a wicked band. dude. And, uh, like I said, same with Lowe's as well, you know, oh, yeah. I want it to be, Oh, kind that's of cool. Your manager has great triangle. taste. Yeah. Um, do you all yeah, we, are all three bands like? Do you live remotely near each other, or, or is it pretty uh, spread out? To, How does that to be honest, down? dude, it's like being a British band is so like you know obviously obviously there's loads of British bands obviously, but like whenever I talk to an American about Britain, it's like and the scene is it must sound so preposterous because like I'm about like five hours away from Lowe's in a car, you know what I mean? Which is like pretty much yeah. the, the, the height of Britain, you know what I mean? But like in America, that's like, just like within a state, you know what I mean? So yeah. we are close, but not really close enough to like hang out ever or yeah, anything yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Um, anyway. Dude, is there anyone that you really fucking hate that you want to talk some shit on <laughs> openly? Just call um, out here. You know, that's always a fun aspect of the show is like maybe there's some British band who really fucking sucks. Or you're like, <laughs> man, Enter Shikari is overrated. Funeral for yeah, a friend sucks dude. now that that guy doesn't play drums in them. And uh, I, I got to be know. honest, man, I'm, I'm like too. No, you're I'm not like that kind of guy. I'm you're not painfully positive. <laughs> I know. It's, like, it's kind of annoying. If ever, Even if I did hate someone, it's like. You'd really have to, you'd definitely have to Venmo me a couple of Bob. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. I appreciate, uh, I think you were the necessary guest for today. Someone that could bring a little positivity into my life currently. So I won't act like such a dickhead. Um, <laughs> Thank you, bro. Well, I hope it worked. Um, you know, Oh, I think if, it did. if ever you need to pick me up, you know where your boy's at. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'll say it again. You know, when I met your band that day, it's funny because the only person I didn't speak with is the person that now isn't in the band. Um, oh, but <laughs> I don't think he was even. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. But it was at the tail end. Um, but just overall, everyone was just so kind and positive and, and has stayed in touch since. You know, I've, I've yeah, dude. you know, messaged with each individual member of your band, you know, multiple random little times throughout, you know, the last few months. And it just is really nice. I, I really admire your band and what you're doing and how unique it is and and it's you were one of those acts that i'm really rooting for that i want to see be a truly massive international act 
So thank you, you bro. know, really, really appreciate that. tons of admiration. Really appreciate you and your gift and what you do. And I will say, I think Ashley is probably the funniest member of your band. Though, <laughs> guys, yeah, but dude, he's such a like. We always we have this joke that like he is just like a psychopath. Um, yeah, well, that's probably why <laughs> I like, like him. <laughs> yeah, and like whenever he does stuff, I'm like, like where do you get like the the freedom in your brain to just do these crazy things? Um, oh, I can't so wait to I'm, hang I'm out. I'm glad that it, it connects, dude. Uh, you know, if, um, after all this shit's over, I'd love to hang out and proper shoot the shit, whether it's on your end or our end. You know, absolutely. Um, I think a Fit Breaking good. Holding Absence tour would be pretty weird, but um, yeah, it would be yeah, awesome know, at the but. same time. I guess you know now we've got some more rockier stuff where it could, uh, I could see it possibly happening. Um, Dude, regardless, you know, you know what? We could do one of those never say dies together. That could fucking happen. That yeah, bro. Sense. That'd be wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to get Mr. Yeah, Mr. Impericon, whoever that is. Yeah, Marco, on the phone. come on. You're, 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 you're listening to me right now through the iPhone. Come on, Marco. <laughs> give us the tour. Um, that was, that was fun. Those tours are really cool. The one time we got to do it was fun getting to be around. Which, like, uh, which one did? Was we it did North Lane 2014 Ocean? with Amity Affliction, Defeater, Being oh, as an Ocean, yeah. Cruel Hand, Us, and Burning Down Alaska before they were Alaska. Nice, dude. Which now yeah, Toby yeah. is in Novelist. Is in Novelist, cool. yeah, which is, yeah, that was really uh, wholesome when I saw that. So. Well, the, the Alaska stuff that they were working on was really good. Dude, they and were I'm, wicked. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were a great It's a shame band. that, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck happened, so maybe, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, they were a wicked band. And I, yeah. I feel like people were connecting with them as well. Like, that's the that's the hardest thing is, is, like, you know, good music isn't always connected with, you know what I mean? And people don't always get good music. And, like, I feel like they were in a place where, like, people were really getting them and they were writing really good music, you know? But, well, you know, I've, I've retained, a, you know, a decent amount of guilt in situations like that where I think it takes also... You know, we haven't ha- we never really headlined until recently, Fit for a King, mm. that is. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're like, man, I wish we headlined sooner. I wish we brought them over here. I just want them to... Like, Toby is one of the closest friends I've Dude. made through touring. Um, and I just want them to be over here desperately. But now that he's a novelist, I really see that happening. You know, yeah, dude, I, and it'd be wicked as know. well because they, they, as a band, have been killing it for years. Um, yep. And him as a dude has been killing it for years, so it's a really good collab. Yeah, and I think it'll bring a, a fresh new life to that band as well. But he's such a phenomenal vocalist; it's gonna be fucking sick. Um, yep. Can't wait. First single was pretty dope, or the little the teaser that he put out and shit. Um, or no, the full. I think the full song. I, he sent it to. I think he just sent it to me. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's good. Whatever. I'm rambling now. All right. The greatest <laughs> mistake of my life. It's coming out this April. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be tremendous. It's going to be the greatest <laughs> record anybody's ever heard. Um, Melania said that it was the nicest album she's ever listened to in her life. And, you know, she's hung out with Celine Dion. And. Um, <laughs> You know, fuck Celine Dion. She's Canadian. We don't want any of that shit either. We don't like you because you're English. We don't like her because she's fucking Canadian. I'm all about America, man. I want fucking freedom, bro. Um, Man, what a weird day. There really is just something strange in the air today, I guess. Um, But it's nice to... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I wonder why. But (laughs) again, I appreciate you, you know being so kind and joining me today and, you know, bringing a little positivity to my life, Lucas. 
You're a good guy. Pleasure, bro. You're a good guy. And I really enjoy the podcast as a, as a human as well. So uh, keep Thank smashing you. it, bro. Dude, of Appreciate course. You. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun for me to get to do. And, and, you know, it's cool. Like the other day I had a kid comment and say that they listened to Static Dress because they heard about him on my show. Oh, nice. And I was nice, like, nice. that's the coolest yeah, shit ever. And all I want is for people to uh, to understand how, how badass all you guys are and, you know, want to support your band because... The reality is there are a lot of dickheads out there. There's a lot of people who stink, and luckily what we can do is we can shine a light on each other, and I appreciate you coming and doing that. Speaking of which, Static Dress, you fuck with that band? That band's sick. Mm, They're English too, right? Yeah, Ollie was, um, uh, he took photos or videos on the This Is As One tour with Loath. So we uh, we toured together like years ago, Uh, but he's a very clever boy. And they're a very yeah. cool band, man. So yeah, yeah, smart people, great band. Gonna have Tom on here at some point, but um, nice, dude, cool. Anything you want to fucking leave the people with? Any last shoutouts? Um, anywhere we can start to pre-order or pre-orders not up yet? Pre-orders are up, yeah, man. Um, and we've done like a limited edition box set of the album and stuff. So there's loads of stuff. We we made a really big point of. We basically made a really big point with this record to have the coolest photos, the coolest artwork, the coolest everything, you know, you from pre-orders to videos. That's for fucking so, uh, sure. So, dude, Beth and Miller, if I'm going to shout anyone out, she's uh, she's the goat. Um, yeah, so, you yeah. guys just look so classic. And who, who dressed you, the band? Uh, believe it or not, we did just dress ourselves, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. But uh, we, it was a lot of scrambling around on ASOS uh, about a week before the video, but... Um, yeah, man. Just the next video is gonna be a joke as well. So that's that's that'll be my leaving statement. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, um, and should we be expecting that video anytime soon? Within the next six months. <laughs> All right, that's soon enough. I'll take it. You know, because yeah, I mean, six months, eight months, two years. Who even Potato knows? Potato. You know? Yeah, it ain't nothing yeah. at this point. <laughs> but. Um, all right, dude. That's all I really got for you no, today. I thank you very much for coming and getting tucked, and I hope you had a great time. Um, I had a lovely time getting tucked. Dude, of course. Hang on one second, and I'll properly say goodbye to you off the air. All right, buddy? <laughs> oh, man. Nice and rare. All right. That was the show. Hope you guys liked it. Lucas is great. Holding Absence is great. Love that band. Love them all. You're all great. Scott, James, Ashley, thank you. Care about you. You're great. Okay. There's going to be another episode up later this week with my buddy, tour manager, front of house sound lord, and all around best person, Brian Greenberg. Um, I've just been feeling like I want to put out more episodes, so I'm going to feed that hunger and just do as much as I can. Uh, I hope you all like it and don't get pissed at me about it, but whatever. I'm going to do what I want because that's what I do. I do what I want. Make sure you go back and listen to the Holding Absence record titled Holding Absence. I'm going to play their new song right now, Beyond Belief. And they have a really cool video out for it. They look super hot. Go check it out. Go watch the new Oakheart video for the song Apparition that I played during the mid-roll mosh. You get to see me act in it. The whole last 20 seconds of it is my ass. And that's pretty cool because who doesn't want to stare at my butt? I got a good jiggly butt. All right. I'll see you shortly. I love you. And always get
Let's rock, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! <laughs>